You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible with Philip Hall and Tim Lowry. Join us today as we take you on a journey through the life and testimony of ex-mobster Philip Hall. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Our hope is that through this program, you'll see that God wants to be a real part of your life and that no matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus still loves you. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome to another edition of From the Bullet to the Bible. Philip, glad to have you along today. Man, it's glad I'm glad to be here, Tim. We've had one heck of a week again. <laughs> uh, it, it has been some crazy, crazy time. Uh, what, how was your week? Man, it was it was great. It was uh, fighting the devil every day, all day, and well into the evening. Um, a lot of prayer, you know. And I, I've learned a new way to fight, man. Not not with my fists, but on my knees. Uh, I've had to, to get out there, and I've learned that the best way to fight Satan, man, is on your knees. Amen. Yes, I know. We're, we've been on our knees for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, this seems like this has been a crazy, crazy week, just finishing some... Uh, I guess we've had some amazing things happen in the, the kingdom world for God, and then when you do that, you get a lot of spiritual attacks from the enemy because he just doesn't want you to succeed. It's a roller coaster. This last week, I think I would say, was my roller coaster ride. I had a, a wonderful time. Shout out to Celebrate Recovery. Um, was honored to speak there, and there were some special individuals that we really just uh, connected with, mm. and I really felt like, okay, Lord, I the, love those moments. When you know you're in the right place for that moment. Yes, and it's hard, as you well know, in ministry. I mean... Uh, you're waiting when the phone for the phone to ring to go do the next speaking engagement. Um, it's it, it, it you want to speak for free anywhere, but it's not free. It costs it costs a lot. Not to mention energy and strength. And you're just hoping. Oh, I hope the room's packed. Wait a minute. If the room's packed, I hope I can deliver. Right. Wait a minute. Am I even ready? Wait a minute, uh, and, and I go through this. Oh yeah, it's I, like it's like having stage fright for the performers going on before uh, you go onto that stage. It's always intimidating because every audience, every person is new, and you know that you can affect their life in a different way. Yeah, and it's and I feel responsible. Uh, I feel for the first time I'm like you know I care about what somebody's going to hear. And and I hate the the word, to use this word, so forgive me. But I, I I hope I perform properly. I hope I deliver what God wants me to do. And it's right up to the minute. I mean, I don't I don't like the the crowd thing, and I don't uh, and I have to pray over it a lot. And then my wife will argue and say, "Nope, you do great. You look like you just love it up there." That's not me. Right. <laughs> it isn't, man. I just hand it to the Lord and say, okay, God, here we go. I hope I don't screw this up and then let's go. And I can't even tell you, Tim, what I talked about. Well, that's the, the heart of a servant. And that's where God wants you to be. The moment that you're up there and you say, I got this, that's Damn. when you're going to fail. Um, because then you're doing it in your own strength and you've gotten something that's called pride that gets in the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think every pastor that I speak with, they go through that every month, every Sunday morning where they they may 
be in front of this congregation for seven or eight years and know everybody by by name by heart, but the moment they step behind that pew that that um, podium up there and they're they're about to give God's word, suddenly the heart starts racing. You start going, mm-hmm. "Okay, Lord, am I going to do this properly? Can I do this properly? Uh, be you know, be." Um, let me be your mouthpiece. And so they, they all have to go through that because we know we work for God. We know we work yes. for the Holy Spirit. And so many times we want to be in control of those situations where, I, you know, I've got the PowerPoint. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you that. But no, what happens is if you allow the Holy Spirit, depending on who's in that audience, who chose to be in that audience in yes. that day, the Holy Spirit may have you alter your whole uh, delivery or your whole things you were prepared to talk about. And that's something that as somebody that's wanting to share God's word, you're open to that and you're open to being able to be flexible. And But it is scary. And that's why we go, okay, Lord, what's going to happen this time? But it's also kind of exciting too. It's, it's very exciting. I mean, I beat myself up. I have to fast for a couple of days before then and meditate and get in, get there, get into the cloud uh, that the Lord wants me in. So I know he's there with me. And if I don't feel him there, I'm willing to cancel. I'm willing to walk out and say, this ain't where I'm supposed to be. But he shows up and I'm, I'm sometimes like a little baby. I'm babe, please, Lord, please get here. Please, please. I know he's going to show up. Okay. Right. I know he is. And then when he does, it's beautiful moment man it is i watched a guy that i i wish i could mention his name but we can't and and that's okay but i i really connected with a young man there and and he waited and waited and waited and i just knew the lord pointed him out out of all the people knew that that guy Mm. he came we we need to work on this guy right and it was awesome man it was it was great i'll I'll have to share with uh about that but then you come home and you're fired up and you're like man we did it honey it was great the next day i get a call from my buddy and says man i'm under attack and it's like whoa it is not just a little attack man it's a big attack yeah yeah and had to jump back into my prayer uh uh, area and prayer warrior (laughs) prayer warriors put my armor back on and, and 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 go to battle but uh, when you called me, um, I welcomed it with all my heart and went to work on prayer and, and, uh, forgive me, but in my gang, my old gang days, I mean, honest, one of my partners would call up, we'd be rolling in the evening and bing, you get the phone call and, Hey man, it's going to go down. This guy started some stuff with me. Can you get here right now? And I'll be honest about it. I, I felt like the Calvary rolling in. Yeah, they would yeah. always call, "Hey, little Anthony, can can you come?" And I could hear him saying, "Man, you're in trouble now. My partner's coming down here." Right, and right. Boom! We'd roll into the house and 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 take care of business. And when we left, you knew we were there. Yeah. And um, I I I felt that adrenaline when you called, and I said, "My friend needs help." I told my wife, "We." I call you, Lord, we got to go to work, man. Let's it's go to time. battle. Yeah. Well, you know, yesterday on the show um, with the Sourcing Forum with Pastor Jeb, um, he was sharing a vision of a guy that in East Texas that when he was praying and having intercessory prayer over this town, that God just opened up the, the heavens and he saw this vision of all of these angels sitting in front of the throne mm. of God, thousands and thousands of them. And then from the throne the name of that city was called out in a loud trumpet and a whole bunch of these angels stood up 
and they were like, you know, ready for battle. And they just took off towards that city. And the um, other angels were looking up there and they were happy for those, but they were, you see, they were disappointed. Yes. Because they didn't get the call. They didn't get the mission. They didn't get to go serve what God was telling them to do. And God revealed to this pastor, he said, the reason they are sitting there is because I want to do many, many great things, but my people aren't praying to release it. Yes. And I said, wow, this is something that we have this ultimate weapon and it's called prayer and it's called intercessory prayer where we intercede for others. It's a different type of prayer than when we pray for you know, Lord, can you please help me with this? Help me with my homework. Help me get out of this speeding ticket or whatever you're, you're praying for. Um, it's different. It, yes. It's intercessing for somebody else. It's stepping in. And you know what? What's amazing is Christ does that for us every day. It says that he is in the throne room interceding for every us day. in prayer. And it's important when you get into get into your prayer mode, man, whenever you can, especially during these days. Um, and I got to I got to share something with you, Tim. I was ready for battle um, when you called spiritually. I was ready. Um, I get visions. I get things. I talk to my Jesus and I yeah. know he talks to me. And uh, this came in a dream. And. um and I got on May 10th about okay. this day. Oh, wow. And uh, it was like the angel telling me, no fear not, saith the Lord, for now is your call to stand. Lean not on your own understanding. Your strength to uphold is engraved in your heart. Uphold his precept. Mm. And I don't know what the word precept means. So I had to look it up. My wife said, here, let's, I know what it, and it's all over Psalms. It's the yeah, laws. Yeah, the laws. It's and uphold I, his laws. I tripped over Psalms 119 and I was like, whoa, and all these prayers. Yeah. Preparing. And I, I was like, honey, I don't know what that vision means. Like, oh crap. Right. <laughs> and this was May 10th. And then, and then you get the call yesterday. So, And I said, you know, he was... He told me, he warned me, get yeah. ready. And I believe that's going on in the world right now. Um, I'm watching it and seeing it around. And there's so many uh, areas that Christians and followers of Christ are truly under attack. Yes. Blunt, I mean. Heavy attack. I mean, I, I, I've this last week has been... Uh, emotionally devastating for many, many people that I know, many people that are leaders in the communities um, that just have a heart for God to do God's mission and work. And it all feels like they're just being so oppressed that they feel like they can't even go, even though they know they've got the hope of Christ, even though they know that they've got there's fear. This, what, what, and I don't know if it's just fear or fatigue, feeling that that just I've been battling, I've been battling. It's like Lord, I I need, I need a break. You know, I need yeah. something. I need uh, send in reinforcements. Yeah, and uh, and you know what? God's ready to do that. We just need to start praying. Because all those, you know, he's got warring angels ready to go to combat for the uh, spiritual war that we can't see. Oh, on that, I, I could imagine you were talking a few minutes ago about the angels when that, 
I had a dream one time, and I, I, I have a lot of questions about Christ on the cross, and I share them with uh, Pastor Randall Reeves. He's always ready to do battle with his <laughs> scripture. I love it. Uh, shout out to the Reeves family out there. Um, but I had that dream, and I was like, imagine Jesus on a cross. And I was actually talking to my little brother today about it because he's, he's going through some stuff. Um, and... I just, I just had to explain to him, you know, I, I, I've spoken in front of so many people, man, and I'm, I speak into some ruthless people. Um, I can relate to their, to people that have murdered people, to, to people that have just done harm and destruction. And one of the toughest things is, man, I'll get a response like the same thing I said one time. You know, I, I gave the God thing a chance. You know, I, right. you know, I tried the Bible thing, you know, and I, you know, I went to a couple churches and, you know, it, just, it didn't work for me. And and, and cringes me when somebody says the, the Bible thing or the God oh, thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like it's not a, a T-shirt or a food you try. It's, you know, uh, and I have to listen to it. I got to hear them out before I can attack them. And my job is not to attack them. My job is to love them. And I, I, I like kind of when those areas happen because I'm learning to explain. Let's talk about that for a minute. Right. The right. Bible thing and the God thing. The reason I'm in front of you right now is because I was in your shoes. You can't tell me that you've done something different than I did. And, and it, maybe you did, but I'm, I'll challenge you. I've got my record right behind me. Right. Um, so when we're done flexing and seeing who did worse than each other, let me tell you what changed me. That's more important. Let me tell you what I know about the man who went to a cross for me. You explained it beautifully the other day when, um, could you imagine him on that cross and, and my brother just got out of the pen, and he's, and, and, and I go, think about it, bro. I've thought about it a thousand times. I picture him. I seen him when I was in jail, that bloody figure. on, And he suffered everything. He suffered it. He suffered murder. He suffered being raped. He suffered everything. And then he went to hell ahead of us, faced the king of hell himself faced Satan, battled this man for thousands of years of crimes and punishment. And think of the worst thing in the world that a person could possibly do to you or your kids or your family. And then he came back with the key and he went up and he laid on that cross and he said, it, you know, he, it's finished. Forgive me if my analogy is wrong. Yeah. But he, he won that, and he said, no matter what, your sins are paid for. You are mine. I fought for you. There is no wrong you can bring to me that I can't forgive. He could have called 10,000 angels in a blinking eye on that cross, and we're done. Yeah, They could have set him free and said, Jesus, you don't have to do this for these people. Look at them. They continually hurt you and scorn God. They don't want to follow the rules. They got a problem. They're too busy designing you. Right. What are you doing on this? And I imagine Satan was right there in his ear. What are you doing? Yeah, say you're the, you are the, the son of God. 
Anyway, we're going to get back to this right after the break, and we'll get into the next chapter of Philip's book, so don't go away. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome back. We are glad that you are here. We are in studio here in downtown Crockett. Big C. The big C. (laughs) We are so grateful to be here. Love this city. We love the people here. And, you know, there's something amazing about this town. I don't know what it is, but God is calling people to come and live here in Crockett. People that have never known who, what even Crockett was. I know mm-hmm. when we got here, we were like, Crockett, I don't even know what that is. Love lady, I don't know what that is. But God said, this is where you need to be. And you're sitting, you're living proof of, of the same thing. God's like, okay, this is where you need to be. You as well. Yeah. I mean, I think just about everybody that we've met. Uh, it's very interesting that um, I would say the ratio that I'm seeing now is at least 50-50. Wow. Where 50% have lived here all their life and 50% had never knew what was Crockett. They just felt God said they need to be here. Mm-hmm. And some came, um, you know, for me, it was weird. It was like when I, when I first built my, my parents' house in Rusk, I didn't even know where Crockett was or any of this stuff. I just knew I'm helping them in Rusk, you know, and, and um, you know, Little did I know I would have a radio station that covered that area now. And that's pretty amazing that um, God works that way. Yeah. Ours was, uh, we we came through here on vacation two years before we moved here. And my wife called it out. We found a Bible in front of the house that she said, this is where we're going to live. And I was like, honey, honey, we we live four hours from here. Right. And I work four <laughs> hours from here. This is really great to visit. She called it, man. And I... Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Two years later, we were in the house. Yeah. Um, and and um, I'm sorry, I'm still caught up on uh, what Jesus did for me. I, it, it just brings a lot of tears to my heart, to my eyes, that every day he gives me breath, and every day I have an opportunity to tell somebody, what Jesus did, and then and and be, all of this is all Him. Yeah, know, us being here and um, 
Yeah, before I go too deep into that tangent, we'll have a sermon on that another day. But, uh, <laughs> let's get back because we never read a book, a chapter yet. <laughs> haven't read a, we haven't read a chapter book. in like three weeks, so and, let's, um, let's we, get back to this. We've got, I want to welcome some new people to the community, Kevin and Sandy Mamie. That's for you guys. Woo-hoo, Shout woo. out. Welcome to our little place in Crockett. Uh, we're going to have you on the show sometime soon, but I get a kick out of their story because I've been working up there in the neighborhood, and they they built this this massive building, and everybody is definitely nosy. They're like, "What's going on over there?" You know, what is so, that? Yes. <laughs> and um, finally, I said, "You know, what? I'm going to go over there and see," because they did a big concrete slab, and I'm a concrete freak. I love concrete, and. I walk over there and, and and meet them, and they're talking right off the bat. I mean, you could feel the fervor. Oh, this is going to be this, and, and we're going to have Bible studies, and we're gonna, she couldn't stop talking fast yeah. enough. And I was like, like, oh, what's your name? <laughs> and and uh, I talked to her husband and met met him, and, and I just listened to their story. And what are you guys doing here? And do you know anybody here? What brought you here to Crockett? Back home? What? Nope. No, we've never been here before. We were here one time. Um, we have no family here. We just, God sent us. And I love to hear that because I've never met that except for you and some of the people out here in Crockett. Right, right. And uh, her husband says, she says, tell him, honey, tell him. And he's like, nah, nah, tell him. <laughs> Sounds strange, but we were had a radius that we were going around these areas and just checking vacation. We were on vacation. And... Uh, the, literally, they drove by the lake up at Houston County. He gets out of his truck right there. And I guess he's going to stretch and such, and he steps on the ground. And he said he knew immediately. God said we're going to be here. Mm. And he turned to his wife, and he says, hey, we're, we're, we're moving here. And she said, oh, okay. So right. <laughs> they go back to Kansas City, Kansas. Right, right. She's sleeping, and she'll have to correct me if I got the story wrong. She was so excited. She said, I wake up, man. It's dark. I wake up and I wake Kevin up. Kevin up, get up. Um, we've got to move now. And he's like, "What?" And now, and man, they. they I think it was a year ago. Um, mm. they literally closed their businesses, everything down, packed up everything, sold what they had, and came here and built this because they said they had to do God's work. Wow. Here in Crockett. Mm. Um, so they've got uh, the name of their their company is Christian Custom Creation Creation Creators, and they're also Houston County Creation Station Creator Station. They're not open, um, but you can reach us here at the station. Uh, give us a call. Let us know you're interested in reaching them, and we'll get you their their information. But um, it's just powerful me. testimonies. I love hearing that because God is doing a mighty work and. One of the things that we know is as all of these ministries are coming together and we're seeing just uh, a unity of the churches coming together here in Houston County as well and in East Texas. I mean, we're seeing things in Palestine and we're seeing things in Huntsville and, and you know, uh, Madisonville, all these places coming together in this unity. And it's just exciting to see what God's going to do. Amen. Because something is, something's brewing. <laughs> it is. It's definitely in the air. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in to us and listening out there. You know, wherever you're at in the world, thanks for tuning in. Um, if we have time today, uh, we're going to try to get a special guest in here, uh, Joe Halati. 
uh, from Big Joe's restaurant. He's waiting for us to to cue him in. So Joe, hang in tight, bud. If, if we get to you, um, we'll get you. Definitely get you in here on the show. Um, also, uh, I'm speaking this weekend. Yes, uh, last speaking? minute call. Uh, thanks to whatever the Lord's doing. Uh, men's retreat, and I've never been here. Fairfield. State Park. Okay, I up believe. in Fairfield, yeah. Do you know where that's at? Yep. Okay. It'll be a men's retreat. It's a fishing deal Friday and Saturday. Um, I'll be a guest speaker Friday night at 7 o'clock. So awesome. Any men out there? So if you're, you're, if you're in that area, uh, how can they get out? Can they go to a website? Do, do they have to pre-register? No. How does that you work? You can... Call us here, 936-337-5700, and, uh, and you'll get the links to you guys, and, and we'll, we'll get it out there for you. But um, again, it's uh, what I love about your testimony is every time that you share, uh, when you get in front of the stage, it's like it's the first time, and it's that it, you, you have the same passion, you have the same conviction, you have the same... Uh, joy to share that story every time as if you're sharing it for the first time. And that's so important. And I learned that from my friend, Bill Harrison, who is 96 and he shared his story from the time he was 26 when he got out of the military and he survived his accident in world war two. He, every, every week from that moment on, he shared his testimony and what God had done and how God had saved him and how God showed him what true faith was. Mm -hmm. And that's thanking God for the answer before you see the answer. And so he, every time I would listen to him, it was as if he was sharing it for the very first time. Wow. And that went all the way up until he was, until the day that he passed. And that's why so many people fell in love with him and his story was because they connected with him on that level. And they said, wow, you know what? I, maybe they were even going through part of his story or they can relate to it. And it's when, when you're there sharing the power of how God healed you, healed your soul, restored your soul, that's an amazing thing because it shares the hope of Christ Yes, that anybody can have that. Along that lines, uh, Miss Sandy, uh, the one we just met, just gave us a shout out there listening. Oh, yeah. She says, love the show so far. So true. Satan carries the tool of discouragement to to discourage us from doing his will. Well, we are not going to bow down to that. Heck no. Um, But that is so true. We, when Satan tries to throw things at us, Seems to be a lot financially, you know, where it just says, you know, you can't, you can't do this. We're going to, we're going to drain your resources. We're going to, we're going to do this. And suddenly your, your money's going to be gone, drained over here and drained over here. But you know what? God has all the finances and we just forget that, you know what? He's the one that provides. Yes. It's not us. We, we don't do that. We just need to pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? Today is a new day. Where do you want me to be? I want. I just want to be in the heart of your will, and I want to be obedient to what you're asking me to do today. I don't have to go chase a paycheck. I don't have to go down and and try to do something that you're not asking me to do. If he asks you to go chase a paycheck, then you go do that. Yes. But but don't worry about it. That's the thing that I'm learning. Is like you know what? Don't 
be discouraged and don't worry. And, and, um, you know, we just thank you for that encouragement. Thanks for that text. It's, um, why money? Why the paycheck? Why the pocketbook? Because it's a weapon he can use against every single one of us at any given moment. Um, he just does it, you know, uh, you can be, and I'm in the boat with everybody in this world. So I'm going to tell you something. You, 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 we're going through this together. And that's the one thing we got to remember is we're in this fight together and we can pray together to defeat when he comes after the paycheck. I mean, I just got my bills to where I'm balanced. I'm okay. Food in the fridge, honey, we got some gas money. Bam. The AC went out last night. Oh no. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Really? Um, so, but he ain't going to end, and um, we've got some, some situations. That, but I'm learning to say, you know what? I don't care. Thank you, Lord. I've got breath in my, my lungs. Today I'm going to celebrate you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to work for you, and it'll be okay. That's okay. Yeah. If you had to take it, Lord, I will figure out we'll be okay. And it's a good place to get to when you can get yourself there. You know, in in the gang world and the gang life, and when I did collections and when I went after people, where'd I go after? Their money. Yep. Because I knew that's that was going to hurt them more than anything. Um, their and, money and their health. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's where that's where God. I mean, that's that's where Satan goes after. You know, because those are the two the the two things that can instantly bring you to your knees, and in a way that you. Most people get angry at God when that happens, and Satan loves that. Because you got stress all of a sudden, yeah. and there goes the health issue. Yeah, exactly. But instead, it's, it's dropping to your knees while you're on your knees, saying, Lord, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for allowing me to, to have to trust in you, to, to know that you have to show up. Just like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. you like, you got to be like a little kid. Lord, please show up. I know you're going to show up. Just show up. And, and he will. And he does it time and time again. And you, yesterday you gave me a song that was called uh, Four Days Late. Yeah, did you like that? I love that song. And it, it's an old song, but it's a story of, of Jesus showing up to the death of Lazarus four days after he died. And a beautiful, beautiful song that it doesn't matter when God shows up. God shows up. It's always his right time. And how many times have, have we sat there on a regular basis? Lord, if you'd only been here. Right. As if he left or something. Right, right. And, you know, he, he went, uh, he, he's all here all the time. We design him and and put him someplace else. We create the distance. Yeah. And I love in the song, too, where he just, and he cries for them. And I, ne- I always thought, I bet he was sad because he, he wasn't there. No. That finally hit me one day because of my own problems and the own times I, uh, I blame Jesus or get mad at him was my, he cried because of their lack of faith. Mm. You know, he, he, he was going to be with them for, for just a short time. Right. And, and he, he, and he says, don't you understand? I am the resurrection and he's feeding them and feeding them and feeding them and they're not getting it. Yeah. And, and they're looking for the miracle, but he was the miracle. Yeah. Um, and it just hits my heart. So yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that song. Uh, and that's the thing about this station, guys. Really keep this station in your prayers. There are so many people we've heard from. Tim hears from them, and and keep the letters coming. Please encourage uh, Tim Lowry and his family by letting them know, letting him know, letting 104.3 Joy FM know 
where it fits in your daily life with the right songs at the right time. Um, need to breathe, man. I, I just wanted that song. I surrender. Uh, I just, there's so many that come that, that just, oh, yeah. I, me. I mean, it, it, I, I'm, it happens to me too. Like yesterday, you know, when we were getting this really crazy news and I was just, I felt broken and down and, um, I get in the car, I turn the radio on and, and there's this song that, that, that God is the God of the impossible. <laughs> and it just, you know, I started crying. Wow. I was like, God, you just, you speak to me through my own radio station. And I just, <laughs> I love you for bro. that to encourage me, to keep me going and to fight the battle that we have to fight, which is the spiritual battle. Well, we'll be back after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. Feel the joy. 104.3 Joy FM. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome back, and we are excited about the next chapter of Philip's book, and um, just getting ready to get into it uh, after we uh, give the actual title of it. This is the, <laughs> the title of the new chapter. It's called Screen Time and My Own Thing. And yes. it's on page 137 in the book. So if you've got the book and you're following along, it's we're starting on 137. If you don't have the book, you can go to 104.3joyfm.com and forward slash bullet. And you can purchase the Bible, uh, purchase the from the book to the Bible right there on the website. And uh, we look forward to that because then you will get a signed autographed copy from Philip himself. And he would love to just give you some encouraging notes um, in the, the book as he signs it as well. And um, if you've got questions for us or words of encouragement or just, just want to give us a shout out, 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Um, let us know what you're thinking out there. Here we go. All right. So here we go. This is screen time and my own thing. There was a period in 93 that I spent some time on television sets like Murder Diagnosis with Dick Van Dyke and Scott Bale and on Perry Mason starring Paul Sofrino. Due to my connections, I ventured into the entertainment industry quite a few times. From the, this experience, I found another way to make some money. 
I remember how people were easily starstruck. So, in the same building that I opened up, uh, previously I had a bartending school, but to back up guys, to fill you up, where I, right, I t- right. t- took on a bartending college. Um, I'm, I'm trying to live legal, uh, but I'm on the fence. Right. Okay. So, in that same building, um, I opened up an acting modeling company named Absolute Talent. Now, I had a bartending company and an, enter- and an entertainment company. For the most part, we were a legit modeling and acting company. We didn't turn anyone down and made everyone pay to join. We started receiving calls to supply talent for commercials and movies. I then acquired a limousine and opened a, a company named Lazy Limousine. It didn't take long for my stepdad and I to butt heads. We had different ideas about how to run the bartending college, and I was acquiring other businesses. I took an unannounced hunting trip with my Uncle Mike, and when I returned, the bartending college had been sold. I was a little disappointed, but I knew it was for the best because we weren't getting along again. I started turning some money through my businesses to hide it for some associates. By coincidence, I met an Irish gangster from New York. He and his son came to Denver like many other mob gangs were doing. It was kind of an open market. I wasn't long after I had to close Absolute Talent because the district attorney's office was starting to breathe down my throat. I kept the limo. Denver was small enough that it was easy for law to put eyes on you. If you're spending money and not bringing in money, well, that was a red flag. I got a day job back back in concrete. I wanted to work for my uncle Mike and I really and really learned the trade. He was known in the concrete world as one of the best. I became a union member of the Cement Masons Local 577 Denver, Colorado. I developed into a great finisher, uh, great cement finisher. That type of work was a complete rush for me. After having an honest job for a little while, I really grew close grew close to my uncle Mike. I felt bad because I never told him what I was doing on the side. I just couldn't stay away from the life. I'm doing my best to not glorify the life, but I sure had a lot of power and what I thought was freedom. Even after a day of laying concrete, I would go to the gym, and I never missed a chance to box. It was a great feeling, not to mention great conditioning. The gym is where I met the Irish, Pops, and his son, the Bull Stephen. I enjoyed watching Pops and the Bull box, They were new around here, so they were bound to be tested. You could tell Pops was an ex-military. His sharpness and the way he carried himself, a manner that mirrored how my own father did. He demanded respect when he was in the room and he didn't have to say it. He just carried it. His son, Steve, a.k.a. the Bull, was quiet and built like a brick house. Back in New York, it it was said that he was a sparring partner for Evander Holyfield. And he looked it. Definitely two guys in the business. Since Denver seemed to be open territory for organized crime, I was slowly surrounding myself with guys to design my own crew. Life was for the taking. When I was 10 years old or so, me and my siblings were at my grandparents' house and there was this neighborhood kid named Isaac. He had a brand new bicycle, and he was riding back and forth showing off his new bicycle. I wish we had a new bicycle like that, I remember saying to my grandpa. Well, go push him off it and take it, he replied. That's how he got it, he stated. 
Really, Grandpa? I asked. Well, hell yeah, he exclaimed. For some reason, that made sense to me. So I did just that. And soon, I was riding a new bicycle. I went up and pushed Isaac off the bike and took it over. Soon after, his mother came home and my mom came home to pick us up. His mother came over and told my mom that we stole her son's bike. My mom scolded us and we had to give the bike back. She asked, what were you thinking? I told, I told her, Grandpa said, push him off the bike, and he had done the same thing, and that's how he got the bike, so I did. She laid into my grandpa while he denied everything. After, we had to go apologize to Isaac and give his bike back. Later, Grandpa told me, you never rat anyone out. He made me feel guilty. He just wanted the best for us, and that was his way. The Irish and I started hanging out one more, out more, and I was really, I was duly impressed by the strength and size of these guys. The bull started working part-time at the gym, so I hung out there more. Eventually, I asked, how do I do it? How do I get bigger muscles? Juice, bro. He didn't hesitate to answer. I want some, I demanded. We talked for a while about it. He and Pops were very dedicated to their health, and not to mention, when it came time to bust some balls, you, could, you couldn't get a tougher set than these guys. I had always heard that using steroids was cheating your way out of putting in the time. I learned to the contrary. If you do them right and don't abuse them and follow a program, and you have to work even harder at it, you really had to have self-discipline. My one downfall was I liked to drink. He was willing to help me, but I had to follow the program. At the time, my side gig was collecting. I hung out at, at a topless bar, Danny Dan's, was a working man's place, and Terry, the owner, was at one time the treasurer for the biker club called the Banditos. When he took over the bar, he retired his colors and didn't allow any patches in the place. I had been in and out of this place for the past six years. I knew all the staff and a few of the girls. Danny Dan's was considered neutral ground. Lots of business was discussed there, but no business was conducted there. All types would stop in from politicians to cops to local street thugs. I knew a few from each class, and most knew of me, knew me or of me. I took the bull with me his first time there and introduced him to a few associates. He drew attention right away in a cool, demanding way. Without sounding weird, big muscles display dominance, but it also welcomes challenges. Pops and the bull were no stranger to challenges, and they could back it up. By the way people reacted around him, just because of his size is what helped me make my decision to do steroids. I started my cycle the very next day. I put the diet together, put the alcohol away, and went for it. In just about a month, I packed on 10 pounds of muscle, and my strength went through the roof. I had amazing amounts of energy. I was laying concrete all day, going to the gym afterwards, home to eat dinner, and then go out and do business. I didn't spend much time with my girl anymore except on Sundays. Sunday, I would put on my church clothes, and we would go to church. Her family went to a Lutheran church. I was okay there as, as long as she was content. I focused on what I had planned for the week ahead 
and when I could hit the gym next. I did well with keeping Sundays for family only. Honestly, I honestly thought things were well. I had everything the way I wanted it. If she got to whining or during the day or uh, during the week, I would throw some money at her and she'd go shopping. Everything was fine. Now, time to get down to business. Pops and Bull already had their own agenda and were running things out of New York. I was getting away from collecting for loan sharking and stepping up to my stepping up my game by taking on bigger payoffs. Less mob work and more less mob work and more of pissed off rich people and drugs. Yes, drugs. The no no in the mafia way. But like I said, the mafia way was going away. I would still need mafia help through though through and permission from one sanction. This which would come from Chauncey Smalldone out of Morrison, Colorado. Though Chauncey was to the public non active, you still needed his permission, and he still received ten percent. My house was located on twenty six hundred Equipment Street in the Smalldone neighborhood. Anthony Junior Smalldone lived across the street but had no dealings in the old family business. North Denver was as close to a mafia nest as it gets in Denver. And that's the end of my own thing. Wow. So that, that's, uh, that's just, when I hear that story, I just, my mind just goes, you know, crazy because here you're doing all of these things and then oh by the way every sunday i'm going to church yeah it's like no big deal i'm just you know i'm doing all these other things but going to church it was part of the costume and we've got to be careful that in, in our spiritual life nowadays because a lot of people are just like me even though they weren't doing the bad things but you figure hey i showed up so i'm covered Mm. um i didn't have jesus in my life i was doing it to appease the woman i was with at the time and i I look and i hear my own self so forgive me when i stutter because i catch myself my mind starts remembering things i remember a lot yeah i mean i just noticed that when you were reading it was like like, the the emotions were coming back you're like wow i i actually was doing that Um, i was creating uh my hell on earth i was looking for it and I was, I was like Satan does to us right now. He goes over here and he's going over there and he's looking and searching. Who can I steal? Whose soul can I destroy? And I was doing the same. I was doing his work. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking. Who can I recruit? Who can I? What can I filter this through? Um, had I given? Had I only given Christ the effort? and the discipline and the time that I was giving evil things, I just only imagine where the Lord would have me today at this age in my life. Um, All I get out of that is pain. Um, I I had my son at that time. I I had a putting a family together. Uh, Tim, I was, uh, uh, and some of you guys out there in the pen, you you relate. Uh, For us to do our dirty deeds, we've got to have different lives. You've got to put on those different costumes, per se. And I was managing, due to the drugs, due to the steroids, taking my own supply. I thought it was me running running that energy. No, it was a drug keeping me going. Right. And eventually, we'll talk about it in the book, when that came to an explosive end. Um, 
but man, I'm, I'm calling mom in the morning. Maybe I'll run over, meet her for coffee and Hey mom, great. I got to get going to do some work in concrete, working with Uncle Mike over there. In the concrete crew, um, I'm working with a bunch of guys that are illegal aliens, and I'm getting names and numbers, and uh, I'm getting, I'm working cocaine deals, I'm setting my Mexico trips up, so I'm doing double work there, uh, but everybody think, oh, here's Phil, he's got his tools on, he's out there working hard, I have the energy, I run home, pump my own adrenaline, my own image up, uh, go home, kiss the wife, hey, how you doing, honey, everything's good, you got money, yeah, okay, here's something, just, I'll be back later. I'll come home till three o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, I'm out collecting. I'm hitting the clubs. I'm making sure everybody's paying what they're paying. Uh, and I'm doing this every single day. Wow. And um, it, it's all giving it to the world. Uh, and I, and I repent of my sins because how many lives were damaged when I was running those streets? Yeah. What an infection of drugs that I distributed, um, guns that I distributed, um, addictions that I created in people's lives. Um, we all think, we never stop to think what we're involved in and who that can hurt. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to the final segment after this break. So don't go away. Hang Be in right there, back. Big Joe. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome back to From the Bullet to the Bible. Philip, um, the chapter that we just read, uh, again, I, I kind of feel a little dumbfounded going uh, after we read that because it is so amazing to me to see the, the alternate lives that you had. You know, you didn't just have one life. You were running three different lives. And the fact that in the middle of all of that, in the middle of all that, let's let's bring it into context. You were married to a girl whose dad was a police officer. Yes, he was a, a Denver police officer. And he had actually uh, been one of the neighborhood cops that I grew up in. So he here he is, you're married to his daughter, and he has no idea that you're doing all of this stuff for the mob, no idea that you're running drugs, no idea that you're doing any of this stuff. And, and what about his, his what about your wife? What did she suspect no, that or what happened? 
I, I got a, he knew who I was and I respected him. I mean, I remember the first time meeting him. I, I, I met her. Um, I'm young, pretty girl. She seemed so innocent, you know, um, we got together. You want, you got to meet my parents. I don't want to meet your parents, whatever. One day, uh, she's cooking dinner for her father at his house. And she's like, uh, it's over. You have to meet him now. And, um, I remember uh, in the kitchen and he gets home and Hey honey. And her parents are separated and, and in comes this, he's about six, five, six, six. Big wow. Guy. Wow. Six, six, man. And That's tough. Officer. And I, I, I'm not going to say his name, but I was like, uh, and I remember him looking at me and he, it was quiet. It was like, and so this is the guy you're tell, you've been telling me about. He stuck his hand out and he said, Philip, nice to meet you. And I just remember looking in his eyes and I was like, oh man, of all the people, right? <laughs> of all the houses I got to walk into. He never, ever, ever said anything. He had one request. Don't hurt my daughter. He said, my, my business is her choice but he he knew and he i know he had an idea and he was he was just about to retire um i always treated him with respect never never bad mouthed him never threatened him if he needed something done made sure it was taken care of uh, in many facets put a new driveway in for him we did a lot of things and i always kept giving to her uh, material things because that's to me okay you got this now you're, you're satisfied right that that was your <laughs> form of love like you said earlier um your grandfather would say just you know go take it and your grandmother who was your christ influence was like that's not how it works you need to oh, actually poor grandma you need to like <laughs> earn it um but early on you were like oh so you have to have money to have material things material things equals happiness you know because you saw what it felt like to ride that new bike and mm -hmm. you're like oh this is cool this is cool it's brand new and um you just got it the wrong way and so as you knew growing up you're like i just i need that money so you went after that and that's what drew me into the mob mentality uh they their motto man the world is for the taking um I don't know who invented that, but I, I had always heard that since I was little. Could it be Satan? Um, hey, that's probably the author <laughs> right be. there. Um, well, I was doing a little church lady impersonation thing <laughs> in the car there. Could it be Satan? <laughs> Maybe. Good one. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, I'm not pick, I don't pick on nobody, but I'm going to tell you what. I was down there dancing with the devil, and you'd have to be an absolute, absolute moron to not know uh, what I was doing or that I was doing something right. illegal. So basically they were just looking the other way. They were taking Absolutely. the cash. They were enjoying, they, they were enjoying taking, what the lifestyle was. And they said, well, as long as we don't know about it, I took them to Hawaii. I was taking vacations. There was all expenses covered. They never paid for a dime when they were around. How much do um, we compromise? Yes. And, and because of what we think we want to have comfortably. I think that's one of the things that we just really need to look at and say, are you willing to compromise your soul for the rest of mm -hmm. eternity so you can be comfortable for a few years here on earth? And even her. 
um, here we were going to church on Sunday, and she bought me the Bible. Uh, she was trying to read to me all this stuff, and and um, she didn't have a problem taking the money when it was handed over. Right. Uh, family members, I mean, I'm talking people close to me, they had no problem when Philip threw the party, uh, coming over and hanging out. But when it when it disappeared or when trouble hit the fan, it, nobody I knew was around. <laughs> so, Not one of them wanted to, to share no. their their money with you. I understand. So thank you, Lord, for my Christian family because they don't leave you. So what could you tell somebody that maybe is incarcerated or maybe not? Maybe they're just they're toying around with your lifestyle that you were in. What could you tell them um, knowing what you know now? Scripture. Get into the Bible. The Bible won't lie to you. Jesus won't lie to you. When you start making things your own thing, you're going down the wrong path. You you cannot own this world. It is not for the taking. Um, it's it's death and destruction. Blood in, blood out. And if you you play with fire, you will get burned. Um, it's that's just that's and guys, we know that. But you are in a place right now where you have breath, you have an opportunity, you have a choice. Christ paid up. That price on the cross, he nailed your sins there, and he says, I love you, so get into that scripture, guys. That's all I beg you to do. Get into your Bible, find some Christian brothers to hang with. Well, Philip, thanks for uh, another edition of From the Bull to the Bible. We'll see you guys next week. And sorry, Big Joe, we don't have time for you. <laughs> You've been listening to From the Bull to the Bible with Philip Hall and Tim Lowry. This program is a ministry of From the Bullet to the Bible Ministries. We would love to hear from you. You can mail your questions and comments to From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas 75835. That's From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas 75835.